0: This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready, stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia, Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go.
1: Yeah, all right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Tyrants like Gavin Newsom just don't get it. No, Making good people defenseless does not make bad people harmless. Instead of using the words gun control, they should use victim disarmament. And if you believe in the Second Amendment, and if you believe that good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families, and you should be a member of San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that's fighting to defend and restore your Second Amendment right. You can become a, sec- a member today. It's only 10 bucks. Go to sdcgo.org slash join to become a member today. We definitely need you to join,
0: and uh, if you've been a member in the past and you need to renew your credit card or re-up, Um, By all means, uh, take the initiative and do that. It helps us tremendously do all the things, all the exciting things that we do to protect your Second Amendment rights. Today on the show, we're going to have Patrick Garcia from Firearms Legal Protection, and my old buddy Rob Morris is going to come and talk about uh, all kinds of stuff. He is, uh, you you know Rob from uh, a polite society, Mm -hmm. which of course comes from the saying, an armed society is a polite society, Mm -hmm. Dave.
1: I use that slogan all the time. (laughs) <laughs> well, I do. It's, it's true, isn't it? Cuz you have to I mean that's the only thing that's short, sweet and to the point. So here's that new watch I was telling you about. Oh. Uh, it's good looking, right? You got it. Yeah.
0: Remember? That's the one that's, that's it, gorgeous. I got it 70% off. Wow. And I'm I was so suspicious. You I like know, it. I I love it. I love it. It's it's beautiful. It's got that rose gold oh, it's, and it's two tone. Yeah, really what is it? Sleek. It's a Tissot. Okay. And it's actually a commemorative uh, Tissot. It's actually uh, it's named after the road in
1: Switzerland where the Tissot um, yeah. factory is. Because Tissots are normally more, you know, with all the, the the dials and you know a little bit more intricate. That's that's very
0: classic, it right? It's like right in between. It's 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 a sleek, classy right. ne- watch yeah. Yeah. that not, you can still not wear. gaudy. It's not gaudy, and you can still wear it like every day. Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. And if you don't have, to to dress if you need up. to dress up, wear a suit or something it fits perfect. That's starting to become my sweet spot.
0: Those watches that are nice enough to wear, they're all, you know, the nice yeah, enough to yeah, yeah, wear them, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're not so
1: nice that you you can't just wear them around. Yeah. Well, you wear I them used,
0: on a Tuesday afternoon. I used to
1: get the <laughs> ones with all the little dials in there and all the yeah. different, you know, the chronic. It's just got too much. <laughs> that's way, way better. Well, okay. So I, I. And I was against that watch when you first showed me a picture of it. Really? Well, I said, yeah, come it on. It looks good, right? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. And it's big enough for my wrist.
0: So I'm in with, uh, I hope he doesn't, he, I don't think he's listening. So I'm in with Leo Hamill, right? Yeah. Uh oh. Talking to him last week, three hundred thousand dollar watch on his wrist, three hundred thousand dollar watch.
1: Well, What? Did you take a picture of it? I did. It's up on my
0: Instagram. So I didn't it's see it. uh, it's gold, but what made it a three hundred thousand? I think you can get it less expensive for two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's dipped way down to two hundred thousand. Um, but what made it so intricate is it has. He was telling me it has a, it has a four digit. Uh, spot for the year, right? So it's not just 23, it's 2023. Uh, but then you, you kind of ask, well, why? Right. Like, what's the significance of that? It actually has a calendar. Right. That Include will,
1: leap year. It not only, I yeah, read
0: that. Not only does it inclu- include leap year, but every 100 years, unless it's divisible by 500, there is no leap year. Right. And this watch tracks that. I'm like, how
1: is that? That watch is still going to be around in 500 years? You know, okay, three hundred thousand dollars. I think I can adjust it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I
0: mean, for 300000 dollars. Well, the other thing is it's it's automatic, so you have to keep it in motion. Yeah, for, if, if it he, winds down. Yeah, you you actually wrote quite a bit about that watch when you posted it. I was pretty impressed. Most intricate watch. Uh, I think they've 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 come up with a couple more watches that are more intricate, but at the time it was the most intricate watch ever made. You could buy a McLaren. <clears throat> I dude, I, you could buy you could buy six hundred of these watches with that amount.
1: Oh, they use Roman numerals in here. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. Classy. I love, I love Roman numerals. I'm classy, man. Yeah, you are classy. <laughs> you are classy.
0: I'm all about classy. That eats at Denny's. You know, I'm not like some slave to fashion or anything, but
1: True. I'm certainly not on your vain. wrist
0: You are. But yeah, but this is perfect for that. This, yeah, but now you know, you're gonna want a three hundred thousand dollars. I don't want a three. I don't want anything for three hundred. dollars <laughs> The only thing I want for $300,000 is $300,000. Yeah, well, there you which go. Which costs about $300,000. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Orange County
0: Gunners, we had a town hall last week, and it was really, really great. Um, we talked about uh, some of the policies that the state is doing or has mm-hmm. done uh, that has made it more dangerous. They're basically catering to criminals. They're letting them out of jails. Um, You know, they're not charging them with crimes when they should be. They've basically gotten rid of felonies. They've made your society and your neighborhoods more dangerous. And we talked about that and how Orange County gun owners, San Diego County gun owners, and Inland Empire gun owners can help with that. Not only can we help keep you uh, safe, but we can help you get the right people elected so these stupid laws don't pass. Mm. And it went really well. It was in Dana Point, beautiful little beach town. Oh, Yeah. And uh, everybody was super, super engaged. Mike Munzing, who's on the city council, he's the, uh, uh, he's the uh, um, uh, what, what do they call it? The, the mayor, uh, what do you call it? Vice mayor oh, yeah, yeah. of uh, Aliso Viejo. And he is a legit gun guy. He's not one of these guys who got into politics and then decided he liked guns. He is a gun guy who uh, uh, got into politics, which is very, very cool. So he was there. He spoke. And it went really, really well. Big big thank you to uh, Reform California. Big thank you to USCCA, who were both there. And a huge thank you to Mike Munzing and, of course, all the brand new Orange County Gun Owners members that resulted from that town hall. It went really, really well. By the way, get a
1: new phone. Why? That's the fuzziest picture I ever seen. I know. That's my bad. That's on me. Now what? Not to change the subject. What's the brand? I don't even
0: know. Some fancy, fancy. Because it doesn't. There was nothing I'd heard of. You can't,
1: IVC it looks like. But it's oh,
0: around. it is. I'm sorry. It was something. It's I, IWC. IWC. Oh, it is something I've heard of. I'm sorry. Okay, it was. Right. Yeah, my, my bad. It was is IWC, which any, most watch people know. IWC, Breitling, Omega, yeah, Rolex. You should have taken another picture, darling. Rolex is, a, you know, I'm not a big fan of Rolex. I don't really want a I Rolex. I am not a Rolex-y guy. But can you think of another brand that dominates its industry more than Rolex dominates watches? No, you know why? Because they're in everything. They're I in. was going to say Ray Bans for sunglasses, possibly. But no, I didn't. Even, I didn't even think that's close.
2: Okay, like okay. I think that's I was, it was a stretch. Hey, I wanted to try it to, out. Go back. To okay, sleep. okay.
0: I do not even back. think that's close. I think that you're on the right track, but I don't even think it's close. Rolex is so dominant. Mm-hmm. You don't even. You, you could never have owned a watch before, and if you tell somebody Rolex, they're like, Oh yeah, you mean the really nice watches?
1: Well yeah, you Eric, know, Rolex is the watches where Kleenex is facial tissue.
0: Oh yeah, and then some. The other thing is, like cars. I, like I'm sure that there are things that Ford invented, and yeah. that that GMC but and Ferrari, Manhattan is whatever, Ferrari. But, Fra- but Rolex, every feature on a, everything, except yeah. for maybe Seiko. Seiko did a couple of things first, but Rolex like did everything yeah, first. They're every, amazing.
1: I didn't mean to interrupt, but yeah.
0: well, we're trying to get off food, and we're going to replace that with watch talk. <laughs> well,
1: I'm, I'm a big watch guy too. Trust me.
0: I know they're they're. I see, I, I got to tell you, I think they're super interesting. I think there uh I think there are a few things that um that that men that are that are like, like truly the 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 arena they're they're truly like masculine men things, you know what but I mean? The
1: younger generation does not wear watches. That well, is
2: not true. We wear watches constantly. I don't see a watch I, on your hand. I'm telling you, hip hop culture hey, has done so many things with that. watches. Matt's yep. pointing at his
0: wrist. You're wearing a watch. How old are you, Matt? Where's your watch? He's like fifteen Brendan. or something.
2: <laughs> My watch, uh, I left it at home.
1: Oh, there, so, nah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: I, but I'm telling you, watches are so popular. How many too, do you have? It? They're coming I back. I have at least three, but again, they're not fancy kinds at all. These are like like survival, outdoorsy kind of watches. Right. Nothing wrong with that. Nine
1: ninety five. Like 15 yeah, years. There's like, that. Uh,
0: there was like fifth, basically iPhones and uh, Fitbits and all that. They kind of ruined watches for me. They a little really bit. did, I think. But I they're, they're coming watches. back. I they're coming
1: watches. back. I'm seeing to it. Yeah, you are. All right. Well, you Uh, make me want to go out and buy a watch every time I see that, but that's absolutely gorgeous.
0: Before we go to break, San Diego County Gun Owners, we're having our Christmas party. It's on December 14th. Go to com. Look for information. Check your email. We're going to have an RSVP up, free to attend. And you could win a gun, and there will be eggnog and all kinds of merriment, and And, it's totally
1: free. And I'm going to win the ugly sweater. Uh, That's right. I just got it in the mail yesterday. All right, I'm you, looking forward. You look. haven't got a prayer.
0: We're gonna have an ugly sweater contest. You haven't got a prayer. You got to thank Desi for that. Yeah,
1: she's I will. she's the. Uh, you numbers. wait till you see mine. <laughs> I can't wait. Right here on FM ninety six 1, AM eleven seventy eight. The answer. folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial. Because if you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California firearm lawyer, John Dillon. Especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, Or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant. Our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Put his number on your phone right now, 760-642-7150. That's John Dillon, California firearms lawyer, 760-642-7150. So everybody knows we had a really cool
0: gun show slash gun symposium a few weeks ago, about a month ago. And it went off really, really well. A big thank you to Firearms Legal Protection for your support for the Gun Owners Symposium and for providing the coffee that everybody got to enjoy um, as a symposium at- attendee. Um, so everybody got to enjoy some red, white, and badass brew from our friend mm-hmm. Dustin Hayes, and that was courtesy of Firearms Legal Protection. So we asked Patrick Garcia to come and and talk to the audience. He's from Firearms Legal Protection. How are you, Patrick?
3: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Good, man. So what what uh what you know, first off, thank you so much Firearms Legal Protection uh for for doing that, for sponsoring the coffee. It means a lot. It was super helpful and it made the symposium that much better. So thank you very much for for doing that.
3: Well, one of the things that was interesting about the coffee is it was whiskey coffee or something like that. Yeah.
0: Oh now you tell him. It, yeah, no, no. I'm I'm very familiar. <laughs> That's why this symposium
1: went off as well as it did. It's
0: it's called uh oh what's it called? It's called um He might know. Whiskey uh Oh I forget, but it's super good, isn't it? Did you have yeah, some? Yeah, It was great. It was just, yeah. Um I staggered down over to the podium and I gave presentation afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was super good. All right, cool. So what did you think of the symposium and how did it go for you?
3: It went well. It was down in the in the basement area, which is a nice little area, and people can ask questions. You can answer them, and it's it's very uh, intimate, so that was nice. And t- now, it, the lighting down there was fantastic, and your crew did an awesome job.
0: Yeah, Chauncey and Rich and those guys are, are, are absolutely fantastic as far as the— the uh, the lighting and the the videography and everything they did a really good job and you can see a lot I th- I'm pretty sure you're up there on our YouTube channel if you go to Gun Owners Radio's YouTube channel on YouTube
3: I um, did I just
0: I saw it it's, it's kind of funny when you see yourself it's um <laughs> it's better to see someone else <laughs> <laughs> oh believe me I get it it's it's the worst in the whole world uh, to have to have your your, your smiling face up there. Uh, rest assured that when I, I remember watching it, and I thought I thought you did great, you looked great, and it went really really well for you. Why don't you you know before, why don't we tell people who Firearms Legal Protection is and what you do for them, and give a little bit about your background?
3: Okay, we're um, legal defense for self defense. So Firearms Legal Protection has been in business for over ten years. We're out of Dallas, Texas, and I've been in this industry for almost six years now. I, mean, I was with a uh, previous company that was out of uh, Texas also did similar thing, And we offer some unique things in the industry for legal protection. So if you're in any situation where you have to defend yourself and you end up hurting someone, injuring, or killing them, uh, you're going to get an attorney on retainer and you have that attorney in your pocket and you just call that number. You had an ad for an attorney for similar things that we're doing. You now just on before I got on and um, same thing, call that number attorney answers and you have your attorney client um, relationship immediately.
0: That's awesome. Um, and it's and uh, anything you, you can use a, a, if you're, if you have to defend yourself with, with a, with a frying pan or a firearm, uh, if you have a CCW or not, this is all, it's all for you, right? It's just, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's legal defense for self-defense not just for people who have a gun not just for people who carry a gun for self defense outside of the home right that's correct that's awesome and what's that's your background what do you what, what t- Tell us a little bit about your background your resume
3: oh shit it's not so much in the gun arena it's more in the marketing mm-hmm. and sales management and just management i've done a lot of things in the past uh, that has given me the opportunity to be like an entrepreneur out here in, uh, in California, mm-hmm. um, I started another company in California because you have to get a license to, to, to start working in each um, state to go ahead and sell these products. And so I've done that with, uh, th- with my previous company and then now. So you go out and talk to gun, um, gun shops and instructors and anyone that's interested in the 2A um, community, and try and get them interested and do as many talks as I can, try and get to the CCW uh, classes, Uh, that's ideal, because those people really need to have a product, and we have the the lowest-cost product in the United States.
0: Well, and you guys are um, all over California, meaning you guys are marketing heavily to California, and I'd be willing to bet that if uh, if we went back, I don't know, 10 years, that... uh, you guys would never think that California would be such an important market for this because of our horrible carry laws at the time, um, which have changed significantly. But, you know, now you have San Diego's got – we're closing in on 16,000 carry permits. Orange County has like twice that. Riverside and uh, Inland Empire have a uh, – you know, know—they're every, everybody not – not just since the Bruin decision, but even before that, there are tens of thousands – Across Southern California, um, carrying which I think so. Uh, it, do you guys ever is that ever a discussion at FLP? Do you guys ever go, man? Can't believe California is such a big and popular market.
3: Uh, it is a, a big, huge market. The population's high. The percentage of CCWs is uh, one of the fifth lowest in the in the nation, though.
0: W- well, because we have such a big population, and we've yeah. had to catch yeah. up. You know, all these other what forty-two or whatever other states have been issuing for decades, and we've been issuing for, you know, years. It's it's just amazing that, uh, that, that we, I don't think anyone ever really saw a light at the end of the tunnel, um, and here we are.
3: Even in San Francisco now, they're starting to issue. <laughs> and one of the problems they're having is they don't have an infrastructure to do it quickly, so they're having to get new people that have a new program. They don't go to the people who've been doing it forever mm-hmm. and get um, you know, schooled on it so they know exactly what to do and how many people they need for how many applications and all that
0: stuff. Well, and talk so about they're, they're a, a low slope. Talk about a place where you need a CCW, too, man. San Francisco has turned into, you know, Beirut in the last uh, 10, 15 years. It's tragic. It's sad. I mean, I, you, you want to laugh at it because it's such a ridiculous joke, but it's it really truly is sad. It was such a beautiful. Uh, amazing city, and it's just absolutely been destroyed by public policy.
3: And, and you're, you're so true. I haven't been there, and I live about two hours away, and I, I grew up in the Silicon Valley.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And we used to go there, and it was beautiful, and you'd go to, you know, Pier 39 and everything. and But now you just got – you have crime down there. You have the homeless. You have uh, – just it's dirty. It used to be a clean city. It's just a dirty city. It's a, someplace I really don't want to go anymore.
1: Oh yeah, but it's being cleaned up right now, so we don't have to worry. About it. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, those, you know, words don't do much when it comes to cleaning that up. Do it, does it. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I can't believe that that he's he's out. Well, I I know why he's doing it, but I can't believe he's doing it. It's just terrible. Who? What do you mean? He, he? Oh no, no. You didn't hear that they're out there and they're they're working 24/7. 24/7 to clean up San Francisco because of the Asian Oh cuz the Chinese are yeah, coming uh, to visit. Government's coming to visit. And he says, "Well, Jeez. wait a minute. When people come to visit your house, don't you go out? Don't you clean your home before people come to visit?"
0: Well, I don't usually have, you know, yeah, right. dangerous violent yeah. drug abusing you know, gangs in my home that I, I have know. to clean up. I know. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and right. It's really is horrible. You know, a few years ago, uh, uh, you know those, you know, Patrick, those, like, the travel advisories where that the State Department issues where they say, hey, don't go to, you know, whatever country because right. it's not safe for Americans. You know those advisories I'm talking about?
3: All the time, yeah.
0: So we actually, a few years ago... Uh, Copied one of those advisories and and told people, uh, you know, in San Diego and Orange and, and you know everywhere where we reach, we said, uh, you know, gun owners do not go to San Francisco. It is not safe. And it was basically a a uh, it was serious. And you know, in in uh, at the end of the day, but it was kind of a tongue in cheek way of of uh, pointing out the fact that it's just turned it's, so, it's turned so horrible. It's turned so horrible. And uh, we should probably reissue that. It's been a few years. I wonder if people have forgotten. It's gotten worse. <laughs> so. And way, what's so way.
3: interesting is everyone thinks you can't carry in San Francisco. Oh, but, really? Uh, they're like, oh, yeah, but I can't, can't go to San Francisco. Yeah, you can't go to San Francisco because it's for California. When you have a CCW, it's entire California
2: all counties."
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's a good, that's a good point. So, okay, so how do you guys – is it different? Is there a different plan – Or do you guys feel like you have to do things differently as far as marketing to gun owners in California as opposed to gun owners in Texas?
3: No, it's about the same. Uh, Boots on the ground with us is the strongest way to to get to the individuals out there uh, and go to instructors and CCW classes because those are the ones that are uh, more interested and have a greater risk, I would say, of, of probably exposing their firearm and maybe even um, using it for self-defense. So if that does happen, someone's going to get hurt, someone's going to be upset, some property is going to be hurt um, and damaged, and they will need an attorney. And that's what we provide. We have an attorney-answered hotline 24-7. Someone is always on call. In California, we have 16 different attorneys all the way from uh, Wairika down to San Diego. So someone's always available, and then they dispatch the closest one depending on um, where you're at.
1: That's awesome. And our and our
3: costs for this, are just it's ridiculous. It's for just the California coverage for unlimited attorney mm-hmm. is uh, less than ten dollars a month, and then for national, it's less than twenty two dollars a month.
0: That meaning if you you can you can have you can either be covered just in California or you can be covered in all fifty states, depending on on what Correct. your needs are.
3: Wow. Yeah, And a lot of people don't travel. You know, they go, shoot, I don't even go out. I don't even go to Nevada. Because now, you used to go to Nevada to gamble. Yeah, but right. now, with all the casinos here, you don't really have to do that as much. And everyone's built up venues where you can see uh, the old bands of the 70s. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> all right. Hey, we got to take a quick break. You going to hang with us? Yes, he is. <laughs> All right, okay. we got to talk to him. Then.
0: I got, I got, I got a bunch more questions. All right,
1: Gun Owners Radio FM 961A 1, AM
0: eleven seventy. The answer.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, have you ever wanted to get a pilot's license? Yes. Well, here in San Diego, pilots can fly almost every day, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. Learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. Check out these deals just for gun owner radio listeners. One hour of ground school, one hour of flight with a destructor. Yeah, you get to fly. Normally it's $400. And for listeners, it's only 350 Getting started is real easy. Call them at 858-569-1822. Learn to fly with SDFTI. That's 858-569-1822. If you've made the decision that you need a CCW and are going through the
0: process or have gone through the process, then you've also made the decision um, that it is a realistic possibility that someday you're going to have to use your firearm in self-defense. If you've made the decision that someday you're going to have to use your firearm in self-defense, then you've also maybe unknowingly made the decision that you're going to need an attorney one
1: day. No, you are going to need an attorney. Yeah, that's the minute what, you fire the gun or pull it out, they will arrest you. That's the, yeah, that's what I said. So if you've made so if you've
0: made the decision you need a CCW, then you've made the decision you're going to need a gun or at least the possibility you're going to need a gun one day, and if you've made that decision, then you've made the decision that you're going to need an attorney. Yeah. Period. It's got to be part of the package. <clears throat> Absolutely. So um, when people ask me, um, gee, how much does it cost to get a CCW, and I tell them, well, you know, for training, it's this much. You know, the state and county, it's about two hundred bucks. Training's at least two hundred bucks to take the the class. Although that's going to go up here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the holster is at least a hundred bucks. And I go down the list, and one of the things I add is you're going to need some kind of insurance. I call it CCW insurance or defense. Uh, uh, insurance, you know, some people, you know, it's a, it may not be the exact definition of insurance. You might just call it a membership organization, whatever, but you're going to need to pay somebody monthly um, because you're, you, you may need an attorney one day if you uh, uh, use your your firearm for self-defense. So um, for that reason, you got to check out firearms, legal protection. And we're talking to Patrick Garcia about firearms, legal protection. So, Patrick, when when you are in a uh, self defense, a defensive gun use scenario, a DGU, um, what exactly will FLP do for you? What exactly are they? You know, you're you're paying the you know whatever per month, ten to twenty bucks a month, depending on on what you get. What exactly does FLP do for you after you're in a, in a defensive gun use situation?
3: Well, first of all, you have to get yourself safe, and that's one of the reasons you want to have that CCW. But w- once you do that and you call 911 for whatever type of help for yourself or for someone else, uh, and we go through what you should and shouldn't say on that, and you had a little clip on your, on your website on the Facebook I saw that I was talking about it, about what you should and shouldn't say, um, then you call us. We have a number um, to call directly to an attorney, and they will walk you through. You want to make sure if you, when you make that phone call that you're alone and you won't have someone else being a witness to the phone call because you want that to be private. And they're going to walk you through what, what you did. Um, don't make a statement. We'll make a statement later. We'll, we'll cooperate 100%. Uh, keep me on the phone until the police arrive, and then you know they won't ask you any questions because we're going to invoke a bunch of rights. So that's really what we're going to do. And then once we get through it, it's unlimited attorney in civil and criminal yeah. And you'll never receive an attorney bill with our company. Wow. So that's what it is. 95% of all the cost, if you get into the court system, which is a system, is going to be your attorney. And that's what we're trying to protect. And you can get dragged through it when you do everything right. It's just the system.
0: So let's talk. Okay. So total, you know, layman talk here. You know, like I'm talking to me like I'm five years old, Patrick. So I, I defend myself with a firearm. Uh, cops show up. Um, you know, I'm being professional and polite. Um, you know, and uh, you guys would, at that point, provide the attorney, mm-hmm. and the attorney would would uh, um, would uh, tell you basically what to do. Hey, don't say this. You know, let me talk to the cops. You know, don't make a statement without me. That kind of thing. Your your attorney would would uh, make sure that you, to guide you through um, what you should and shouldn't do in that situation. Now, let's say you you, you get arrested. Um, you guys would also, do you get, does the, do you guys bail that person out or how does that work?
3: Okay. With our, we have uh, three plans, an individual basic, that's just California attorney, Mm -hmm. the premium, which is our medium one, which is less than 22 a month. Um, that one includes 250,000 in bail. So we bail them out. Um, $10,000 in expert witness, $10,000 in private investigation because attorneys don't do investigations. $5,000 Five thousand dollars in incident cleanup, but there's blood somewhere in your car or house. You don't want to clean that up. We have fifteen hundred dollars in wage lost wages to go to trial, and twenty five hundred dollars if you need some mental health.
4: So
3: That's those are the things we offer. Okay. So like if you know you feel bad about it, you just need to talk to a shrink.
0: Sure. That. Which I would imagine. I mean, gosh, I can't even. I don't even want to think about having to be involved in a defensive gun use situation. I would imagine that that would. You'd, you'd live, you know, you'd have your life, um, but I would imagine that that incident would haunt you for the rest of your life in some, in some way. And, and I, you know, I'm sure that, you know, it's possible to get over it and live a good life, but gosh, the, uh, having to go through professional uh, mental health help, I'm sure, is a very real possibility. Um, okay, so you go through defensive gun use, um, uh, cops arrest you, you already have an attorney, thanks to FLP, if you're covered by FLP, you have an attorney. The attorney guides you through the situation. Um, you get bailed out. They pay for your house to get cleaned, if if uh, if if need be, um, because there. That's a very specialized type of cleaning. If you have some kind of defensive gun use in your house or whatever, um, they even cover uh, some of your lost wages. They cover a professional witness. What is a professional witness? Like, what does that mean? Okay, so if you're in a self-defense situation. And
3: they bring in some witnesses. They could b- bring in a ballistic person. They could bring in your CCW trainer. On CCW, what what kind of training did you actually have for your CCW? And they can go through um, the syllabus and 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 what you know their shooting in that particular because it's it's different in every the qualifying in every single county. Uh, what you had to go through, how many hours of training you had? Uh, do you have your old uh, uh, target? You know, did you? Did, did you hit everything, or were you all over the place? So that that's what the expert witness is going to do. They're just going to kind of explain things so that everyone in the jury knows. Now, when you get to the jury selection, that's the kind of the tough part because most people are deselected because of knowledge. And you're what, not going to get. What does that
0: mean? Well, most you said during the jury selection, most people are deselected because of their knowledge. Talk, talk to me like I'm five. What does that mean?
3: Okay. So let's let's say that it's about a teacher and you happen to be a teacher and you know about teachers. Mm-hmm. So well then they're going to excuse you right away.
0: Interesting. It's about So if I'm a policeman? Yeah. And and so if I'm a, okay. So they're picking a jury and they say, "Hey, you know, they question the jury and they find out, "Hey, this is a firearms case and I'm a firearms expert. You're probably going to get you're not going to be on that jury." Or if you're a You're going to can you get excused. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. It's, um, that's and extremely you important.
3: Guns, you're probably going to get excused, too. If you say, oh, yeah, well, you know what? Uh, my parents never allowed firearms anywhere. And, you know, if I see one, it's, it's evil. You know, those kind of people are going to get. So you're going to get someone with just moderate knowledge in there. And that's why you need the expert witness to, to, to let them know what's going on and why they have. These CCW classes. Why we train them? Why safety is number one? All that stuff.
0: I I think you know we've had him on here before. I think the I think the most well known gun related uh, uh, professional witness would be Mossadegh. I think um, I can't think yeah, of anybody that's really yep, well known. Yeah,
3: everyone knows him. Everybody knows I mean, him. Uh, uh,
0: his name. Everybody, yeah, everybody knows his name. So when he talks about, we have him on here, and he talks about different cases. Um, he knows that because he was probably a an expert, a hired expert witness, and they hire the expert witness to be able to explain to the jurors who don't know, you know, whatever they don't know anything. They they they're they're not they're purposely not experts in whatever they're talking about here. So they don't and they want right. to do that because they want they want a jury without preconceived uh, you know notions about uh, what's going on. They want as blank a slate as they can possibly get. Um, and, and so that's expert, expert witnesses hired to, to uh, explain to that person, Hey, this is, you know, this is, this is the reality of, of whatever situation we're talking about. Is that, is that, that that kind of describes it, right? That's exactly right. And you guys help, uh, and that gets expensive and you guys help pay for that. If you don't have that, you don't have much of a case usually. Well, you can still get it, but you'll have to pay it out of pocket. Yeah. So that's
3: when the, it just gets, you get into a trial situation, you get all these people coming in, and you can have, you know, five, six, seven, eight expert witnesses in different um, areas of expertise for whatever the situation is, and it can get very expensive. So we, we pay for about 10000 and 10000 in private investigation, because uh, sometimes you have to research somebody else, and uh, the attorneys don't do that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you get into a defensive gun use situation, what would you, I mean, just like a, not not a national news, you know, not like, you know, I don't know, Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman type situation, but just, you know, you've defended yourself in your home, and maybe it doesn't even make the papers. Um, how, much, how much would that normally be? Without firearms legal protection, how much would you be paying an attorney and court fees and everything out of pocket, do you think?
3: Well, just to get it started, uh, depending on where you are, like San Diego, it's going to be... Um, anywhere from probably like 20 to 30 to get an attorney on retainer. Yeah, just to start because they have to get up to speed on whatever they're doing. And you want a second amendment person, then they could go on for two years Yeah, without being a big deal. But you know, all of a sudden, you know, we need an extension and a continuance and it just keeps going on and on and on. And I, when I talk to people in class, I say, well, anyone been through our court system and some people, yeah, no, So when they say yeah, I said, Well, here's three adjectives you probably use. It was fast, it was inexpensive, and it was unemotional. And they go, (laughs) What? That's none of that. And I said, That that's exactly right. It's just the opposite. And then they laugh. And they say, Yeah, I thought this was gonna go on for about, you know, two months and get and get into court and get out. And the next thing it lasted two years. That two years is gonna get you up to about two hundred grand. Jeez,
0: pretty easily, huh? Pretty easily at at least fifty. And getting up to two hundred grand, you know, uh, pro- probably you, the you, blink of an eye.
3: You you get two partners working on something at four hundred bucks an hour. That's eight hundred bucks an hour, and it and it just that's it's, it's, The price goes up really quick.
0: And like, how much do you think like like Zimmerman in the Trayvon Martin case and Rittenhouse, like a big national case like that, was at least was was pro? Would would you guess that's probably pushing a million bucks?
3: Yeah. Uh, I, I read that it was a million. I also read that he, in the criminal, he was able to get a, a, a GoFundMe mm-hmm. and fund that. And in the civil, he was not or something, but and I don't know, that it hasn't gone that far yet. So
0: to still, p- that's been a few years ago, right? Yeah, it was a few years ago. How do people find out if they're interested in FLP, if they want to be um, a member of Firearms Legal Protection? Where do they go? What do they do? Well, there's a couple things. I think... You may have a link on on one of your um, sites. Gunownersradio.com. I'm pretty sure we do.
3: And for FLP.
0: Okay. So go to okay. gunownersradio.com and follow the link to Firearms Legal Protection. Uh, check it out. And highly recommend uh, you, you get... I got to tell you you know check out FLP they've been extremely supportive of gun owners radio so go check them out use Ooh. code GOR use code GOR for a uh, for a uh, discount at firearmslegal.com um but you got to get something if you're a gun owner especially if you're a CCW holder um, get some kind of service we recommend uh, start out with firearmslegal.com and use uh, code GOR for a discount that's yep. exactly right Alright man, thank you so much Patrick, appreciate you guys uh, Again, thank, thank everybody you. at FLP for, uh, for for supporting our symposium We're gonna, Our next symposium is going to be the first Weekend in March, and it's going to be at an Even bigger, better, neater Cooler venue, and it's going to be Very, very cool, so maybe FLP will be a part Of that as well, uh, but thank you so much For supporting us.
3: Okay, and thank you For
1: having me on here. Thanks man Alright folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, Riverside San Bernardino. Nope. Even with the Broen case, right. the gun grabbers are getting even more desperate. Gavin Newsom's 28th Amendment would gut the Second Amendment. He also just signed SB2 that prohibits concealed carry everywhere. AB 28 adds an 11% tax on guns and ammo. So self-defense would be priced out of reach for more people. Let's face it, all these laws disarm only the people that would use a gun to defend themselves. If you are ready to fight back and do something to defend your Second Amendment right, Inland Empire Gun Owners is for you. When you become a member, you're joining the most effective local Second Amendment advocacy group in the nation. We're growing the 2A community, and are getting more pro-2A officials elected. Membership is only $10 a month, and joining is super easy. Just go to iegunowners.com slash join. So I
0: wanted to have a discussion, Dave. Yes. And uh, this keeps coming up. Uh, the basic question is, should 2A be pro-cop? So should, should Second Amendment advocates be pro uh, pro cop, pro police, pro law enforcement.
1: Um, as, as a blanket, yes.
0: Well, so it's it's so I think the first thing we need to do is is talk about well, what does that mean? What does it mean you to know, be pro? De- yeah. You know, what's the definition of being pro cop? Yeah. And I think that people who are. You know, you know, they're passionate about the Second Amendment. I mean, real Second Amendment advocates—not the ones that just kind of give it lip service and it's just kind of, you know, it's number eight mm-hmm. on their list of priorities behind, you know, seven other whatever hot button items or whatever. I'm talking about people that are really truly passionate about it, they live and breathe it. They show up at city council meetings. They go to the meetings. You know, they pay the the, the legal bills. All the things. You know, the the real Second Amendment advocates. Um, you know, should they be pro Second Amendment? I, I they are. I'm sorry, pro uh, cop and and their their concern is all these horrible laws that we fight against who enforces them <laughs> you cops. know cops cops so it's 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 understandable where it's like well wait a minute so um you know it's not Gavin Newsom showing up on your doorstep saying give me your gun it's it's going to be a police officer it's not Gavin Newsom who's pulling you over and he has to do his job okay
1: a you Police know? officer, or he's going to lose his job. I
0: hear you. I hear you. Um, but that's that's the fear, you know. Where it's, I mean, you know, all officers have a certain amount of latitude, right? But
1: like, you have sheriffs already saying not going to enforce that.
0: You do some, and then you have sheriffs that are doubling down on it. I mean, I'll give you an example. It, it was it's it's getting way better now. that They're actually issuing CCWs, but before they had CCWs, you'd regularly. Uh, see stories in California Mm -hmm. where a law enforcement officer pulls somebody over one of the few people who has a CCW um, and boom that person ends up in cuffs on the sidewalk disarmed you know now at traffic stops turned into an hour and a half you know and that's not when you say well hey a cop has to do his job no cop has to do that they they choose to do that you know so I think what we're talking about
1: is okay let me I, I disagree okay because when you become a law enforcement officer you are bound to follow the law and do and follow the law
0: yeah but it's not the if so if you pull over someone for speeding and find out that they have a gun and they ha- they are a CCW holder okay it is not the, you don't have to Cuff this person! Oh no! No, I'm sorry. I side, misunderstood. You know? No, you're absolutely right. Like if they say, "Hey, Officer So and So, today your job at 9 a.m. You and 10 other people are going to go over to this guy's house, and he he broke the law or whatever. He's being investigated. You're going to go in, and we're going to we're going to deliver this warrant. You're going to take all the right. firearms out of his safe. Yeah, and see, that's he's negative. doing
1: his job. Yeah, he, but yeah, but what about the guy in New York? Did you see the guy in New York? Uh, a homeless guy opened up a security gate and allowed this lady to come through without paying to come in to the to the subway and then he turned around and said give me money i didn't see, i don't see it and she said no I'm not going to do it well there was a gentleman walking along the subway and seen it reached into his bag pulled out his gun and yelled at the guy the guy wasn't wasn't still harassing the you know what out of her so he fired two rounds into the ceiling well, and, and the guy ran away. Yeah. So they arrested the, the lot, criminal. A lot of mistakes so far. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He was lo- he, I think he had a CCW. Yeah. I'm almost positive. Yeah. They arrested the, the 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 criminal. Yeah. And they arrested him. And the head of the subway uh, transit authority said this will never happen in my subway. I don't know about that situation, but I can already pick well, out just like ten. You. So they let they mistakes, let the they though, right. let the guy out with no bail. Yeah, and they charge this guy ten thousand dollars.
0: That I don't know, but I think what people are talking about when you know Second Amendment advocates, mm-hmm. what they're talking about when they when they talk about hey, should we or should we not be pro law enforcement? What they're talking about is should we defend you know this this back the blue or you know whatever this idea that cops are always right, you know mm-hmm. that uh, that even when they make mistakes they should be defended. No, no, you can't do that. I don't think we're talking about I know my personal feelings are a a a cop who is overly aggressive or, or doing you know abusing his, his or her authority is like one of the worst people in society. Without a doubt. And a cop who is is, you know, really truly protects and serves and honors someone's constitutional rights that person walks on water in my mind. Like that guy's a hero, her girl. You know, because there are yeah. you know, so many jobs out there. You'll never be on the other end of a gun. You know, there's so many desk jobs and sales sure. jobs and sure. IT jobs and customer service jobs and whatever. You're never gonna look down the barrel of someone else's gun. Right. So in, in those t- jobs, in those jobs. So taking a job where that's a real possibility, mm-hmm. and doing that job. As a hero, you know you, you're you're respecting someone's constitutional mm-hmm. rights. You're you're treating people as equals. You know you're really truly protecting and serving and telling the truth and trying to stop crime. That person, I get it, man. Right. I'm like, wow, that guy. How how does he or she do that? Right. But this idea that hey, look, that police officer made a mistake or or had a bad day or whatever, and therefore we're, we're gonna we're gonna let it slide. No, I, no I, you can't. Lose, I, right. I get that. The but I do. I do, I do think that the – like, for example, I know the NRA, oh, about 20 years ago, did this effort to kind of put their arms around law enforcement in the hopes that law enforcement would adopt their their ideals and, and their principles. I don't think that – I think it's a bad idea. Yeah. I don't think it worked at all. Do we still have the NRA? <laughs> well, I, th- I think there are some sheriffs out there that are like, hey, I'm pro-Second Amendment. That's important. But – I don't think anybody was moved. I don't think anybody. You know, I think that the, the police officers who have opinions have opinions. I don't think that you know putting our arms around them and whatever that that's not going to change their Second Amendment. Opinion.
1: They're either pro or they're not. Who was that sheriff that was running for sheriff? Hemsler. <laughs> oh, Hemmerling. There's a prime example right there. <laughs> yeah, he was a disaster. prime, prime, prime example.
0: He was he was like the definitive. He was I'm, a poster child I'm pro Second Amendment, but
1: yeah. <laughs> So I mean, there's a prime example right there. So I, I agree. I would agree with you on that. I really did.
0: But it's tough, and, it, and I think that people see cops and like, hey, that person carries a gun for a living. You're a gun guy or girl. You're you're an advocate for. You well, must to be win. a Second Amendment yeah, guy. Yeah, but I, there's a there's a very yeah. uh, you know non opaque line between an advocate and, and a law enforcement officer, and I I guess I think that they need to earn their just like a almost just like a politician. Sure. They have to earn their their way into being called pro Second Amendment.
1: Right. They're, it's by default. You can't you know? just say it, just to, just to say it and then not follow through.
0: And I think so much. It's not even so much of it isn't their fault. Like you know, I think one of the most I've talked about this on the show. I think one of the most uh, important developments that that the United States, one of our most important accomplishments, is uh, is that we've made a a distinct line between uh, military and law enforcement. Because the British military was basically federal law enforcement, right? Back in the you know the colonies, and we said, all right, well, that's not going to happen yet. But the mistake made is that so many people with good intentions have turned law enforcement into a military. Isn't that happening now? It, it's happened. We're I, there. I think we're there. We're smack dab. <laughs> yeah. I was up in Orange County last week, and I saw some guys all kitted out. They looked like a SWAT, like a SEAL team, Green Beret SWAT team, and they were uh, they were state parks guys. They were Rangers. They were, hey, boo-boo, where's the picnic basket? They were those guys. Really? And I'm like, what are you guys dealing with as a park ranger that you're all SEAL Team 6? You know, what is going on
1: here? Let me give you another example. La Mesa Car Show. Guy drove up in a bucket tee. He's got a dealer plate on his his bucket tee. Somebody calls uh, DMV. They roll up with AKs, flak jackets, the whole bit. And arrested the guy for having a dealer plate on his bucket tee. A Dealer plate, great. A
0: dealer plate. <laughs> oh, I think it's an important discussion. I don't think we're done yet. I God, wanted I to. So, I want. Let's call this part one of a of a, dis- of a discussion. I think we need to continue to have, and maybe even get some uh, get some experts, some experts, get yeah. some people in here and weigh in. Like, hey, what does it mean to be pro law enforcement if you're pro 2A? Should we? Shouldn't we? Where do we draw lines? I, I agree. think it's. A, I think it's extremely
1: important. Let's do it right here on FM ninety six AM 1178, The Answer.
0: are ready, stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia, Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go.
1: All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio FM 961. AM 1170. The answer! Hey, the fight for the Second Amendment is also happening in Orange County. Orange County Gun Owners leads the fight on the city and county levels to defend and protect your self-defense rights. How do they do it? I don't know. They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to ocgunowners.com slash join. Enjoying the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment rights. That's OCGunOwners.com. So, let's see. We got winners and prizes and stuff, don't yeah,
0: we? Yeah, you do. And then, there's, and then we want to talk about the election that happened last week. Mm-hmm. So subscribe and win. Subscribe to our email list and win some swag. This week's winner is... Austin King. Mm. Need to send an email. <laughs> there we go. Okay, Austin. Email prizes at gunownersradio.com to claim your T shirt or hat. You know, I think Austin is he he's I think he's my favorite winner in a while. You know because why? Because uh, it was easier
2: to say. Because I can pronounce his name. <laughs> Everybody
0: else has been like you know, like fourteen consonants and then a Y, <clears throat> some vowel I've never even
1: heard of. Okay. Uh,
2: try, try recording Hawaiian
0: commercials
2: see, like we have to do
0: nowadays. Oh,
1: so. see, I lived in Hawaii for four oh, years. He's, he's, so his, I'm, he's having all kinds of trouble. He's doing. He's having to do voiceovers for with uh, every letter in the not, alphabet. Not yes. even. Not even joking.
0: If you need help with that, let me know. Okay, I, was, I will. It's I will. been a, now that I'm thinking it through. It's been a while, but you dude, can do I was like, money, honey, 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 honey. I was the. I was the king. What was it? What's the What's the state fish for uh, for, for Hawaii? Hawaii? Yeah, you know, tuna. No. What it's the
1: Wapua. Is it really? Yep. Is it tasty? Uh, it's it's tiny. Oh well. The, the, the name what, how is. How could like, that fish be bigger? <laughs> the name be bigger than the, the fish? The name is bigger than the fish. The wapua. Okay. Remember, I talked about that guy in the subway. Yes, that's our topic. No, we're not. Somebody to talk about. Well, so, so I know, but it's our topic.
0: What? But no, we're, it's S- not somebody, our topic. Somebody wrote it down. Well, he's wrong. He's always wrong. Okay. Um, okay. Oh. So what we do want to talk about is the fact that there was an election last week and that. Uh, it was for the supervisor. What happened was fourth, everybody's- Fourth st- district. Yep, fourth the district four. Everyone's favorite uh, supervisor got kicked out of office, mm-hmm. Nathan Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Aw. Aw. I sure wish him the best. I do, too. I, I understand he's in rehab. <laughs> he needs to be in a lot of rehabs. Uh, good. I, I I wonder what he's doing. I hope oh, he's- I've seen him at in and out He's flipping burgers. Flipping burgers? burgers. <laughs> yeah. i seen him. I don't think he's qualified. Yeah, well, he was yelling at everybody. Well, he flipped parties, so now he's flipping burgers. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a meme. There's a meme there somewhere. There's Got to uh, be a yeah, meme from right flipping there, flipping burgers to yeah. flipping or flipping party parties yeah. to flipping burgers. So he he got booted out of office, which is awesome. I can't even tell you. I, I get so frustrated with the political process, and when a bad person gets booted out of office like that, and is not is disgraced. Like I was really looking. Uh, I was worried about the idea of him. Obtaining higher office and then eventually kind of being this respected statesman that everyone listens to after he's out of office. But no, he's a disgraced loser who harassed a woman, at least one woman. And uh, I I hope he just absolutely has a miserable rest of his life. I really, truly do do, because he's not a good guy. So that sparked a special election and the there was a runoff and now there's now there's a winner. And Amy Reichardt, who San Diego County Gun Owners endorsed, unfortunately didn't quite make it. So I wanted to talk about exactly why that happened. Um, why was she unable to, to uh, win? Um, and it really doesn't, it's, it, you know, a lot of people, well, the candidate or the amount of work or the organization or not enough this or not enough that or whatever, really truly boiled down to math. That district, uh, District 4 for the supervisors, Is first off, that's one fifth of the county. So there's three and a half million people in the county. Not all of them are voters. Certainly not all of them are, you know, 18, so they can't, they're not even old enough to vote. But that's still, that district in theory represents about one fifth of three and a half million people. That's a huge district. Um, That's a lot of people. And that district in particular covered a lot of downtown San Diego. Um, that is predominantly registered Democrat. A um, lot of Democrats. I don't mean it's 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 not even close. There are a ton of Democrats registered in that district. Um, so right off the bat, the math is enormously impossible. You know, if if every single person voted, which they don't, um, it's it's rarely even the majority of of registered or of people who could vote vote. Um, sometimes even the, the it's it's the minority of of people who are registered to vote or even show up to vote, but if everybody showed up to vote, maybe a different different uh, a different thing. But um, huge math problem number one, <laughs> and everybody recognized that. Everybody knew it. Anybody who's putting any kind of money into elections, you know, and analyzed it and said, "Hey, you know what? This is the math is so far against us." Um, that it's just we're not. There's no way. There's we're not going to win.
2: May I, May I point out very quickly, Michael? I just looked it up on uh, Live Voter dot com. Mm-hmm. Only 22 percent of people actually turned out to vote in that district alone. So that's so that, it.
0: So that's 22 percent of registered voters in that district. Correct. It's not even 22 percent of people who could register and vote. Exactly. So it's a tiny percentage of of people that even showed up, which is you know part of the problem, but. Um, you, know, and I, I, you know, it could be made, the case could be made that, hey, if every single Republican had shown up and voted. Yeah, that you know what? That's totally true. And if, you know, if frogs had wings, they could fly. You know, it's just it's, it's ne- it never happens. It's never going to happen. Uh, it's not a realistic scenario. So the other thing is the Democrats ran a a candidate who was already elected, someone who's already been voted into office on the city council, and that person's district was, I think, entirely inside District 4. So her city council district was it was almost entirely, if not entirely, um, in District 4. And in that district, she received something like 70% of the votes when she ran. So she's a popular... Uh, uh, incumbent in in for city council, she's a popular uh, elected official for city council, and her whole district is in District Four, and the math is heavily skewed towards her political party, which is Democrat. I, I mean, just that is that before you even analyze, like, well, gee, how good was the cam- how good was Amy? How good was her campaign? how How good were was her uh, campaign manager? You know, how good were her skills as far as running? Even before you even look at any of that you know she could be the best in the whole world and the math is so far against her that you know but only 22% voted o- only 22% of the registered voters voted now okay. that that number may go up a little bit cuz they haven't probably totally counted but well, still then i
1: don't want to hear anything out of that district well i hear you send what, all the send all the
0: immigrants there but the point is dave you're not going to hear anything about the district cuz that district got who they wanted the well, district is so heavily skewed democrat they're not they they voted for nathan fletcher yeah that's true so even if it was 80% she would have still lost likely i mean you know like i said if every republican had shown up and voted now He's, i don't know why they didn't vote she still would have lost well she may have been able to pull it off but that's just not a realistic scenario like i said see that's the problem done. with the republican party well it's it's the if if, if but it's the problem with it's human nature now I'm not a huge fan of the Republican Party. I'm Go not ahead. a huge. I'm certainly not a fan of the Democratic Party, but it's kind of human nature. So to, you know, to to expect uh, a 100% turnout or even a 90% turnout is right. against human nature. But that's well, and it's also
1: one of the biggest problems with California. It's it's a problem. It is 100%. Not I mean, it's over all over the United yeah. States, but California. I mean, that's one of because we're so heavy on one side. Yeah, exactly. So, so I guess you know when somebody says, "Well, could you could you send money to my campaign?" <laughs> well, well, why would I send money to your campaign?
0: Well, generally d- don't send money to the to the party. If anything, send it to the campaign or send it to San Diego right. County gun owners because you trust what. No, well, I would legal. send it to you. But here is the thing. Here is what I want to get across here, though, guys. Is you know, you you guys are going. Well, wait a minute. Look at all the bad, horrible things that have happened in the last couple of years. Why didn't they vote against it? Because if you talk to the typical voter in District Four. The things you're describing as bad, they count as a success, and until we get that into our heads, we're not going to be effective activists. Exactly. All right. That, that the things that we think are horrible, they think are a success, and vice versa. By the way, like if we're like, "Hey, this person, look what they did for gun rights," they'd be like, "Yeah, it's a huge failure." You know. <laughs> so until you understand that there are people who disagree with you, uh, and and then and then start to
1: successfully navigate that. Right. It's Lost Cause. Sounds like a little bit of an uphill battle. It's a little bit of an uphill battle. So let's work on that right here on Gun Owners Radio. FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer! Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's bigger and stronger? No, Dave, there isn't. You need to raise your voice to do that. Oh. Uh, that's why it's so important for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self-defense tool ever invented. For women, led by women, That Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's free. To so sign up, go to notmesd.org. Big shout
0: out to longtime uh YouTube listener Mike White for joining Orange County Gun Owners. Thank All you right. so much, Mike. Thank you for for listening and watching on YouTube. Uh really truly appreciate you, my friend. Uh but uh definitely definitely huge thanks for joining Orange County Gun Owners just today, like like half no. hour ago, Dave. No kidding. He joined. Good dude. Um, Speaking of good dudes, our next guest is a longtime friend. Really, really great guy. Extremely passionate about the Second Amendment. Um, He was here for gun prom, um, and you may have seen him on uh, a number of different podcasts, but especially um, uh, Polite Society, uh, my buddy Rob Morse. How are you, Rob?
4: I am great. It's great to hear you two guys. It's great to hear you, man. Appreciate it.
0: So, uh, how did did you enjoy gun prom? Let's start right there.
4: I, I, okay. If you haven't been to gun prom, go to gun prom. I don't care where you live in the U.S., see what they do in San Diego, steal their good ideas, and go do gun prom where you live.
0: (laughs) Thank you. That's a whole lot. That means a whole lot, my friend. Um, Tell us about now. Your blog can be found at slowfacts.wordpress.com. Tell us about slowfacts.wordpress.com.
4: You know where that started, Mike and Dave. A a buddy when I was in San Diego said, "Hey, you should come to Front Sight because you can't get a carry permit here, but at least you can get decent training in the area." And we're going to Front Sight with our church group, Mm. and. It opened my mind so much. I went. I want to tell the rest of the world. My first post over a decade ago was about the trip to Front site. It's called "A Letter Home." <laughs> That's cool. I didn't mm. know. That. I remember that. I
0: absolutely remember that. I, I remember reading that. Now that you bring it up, I didn't know that was your first and uh, on on there. Now, what, tell us about what is. Tell us about slow facts. What does that mean, slow facts?
4: Okay, just you've been on the internet and back a decade ago. It's, it's the opposite of fast emotions, because mm. I'm, I'm not a teenage girl. They can go through 50 feelings before I figure out what I'm even trying to talk about. So I thought, wait a minute. You're welcome to your feelings. You're welcome to your opinions, but you're not welcome to your own facts. So let's try and be reasonable. Life's complex. And you know this all the time. You'll try and have a discussion with somebody. Hey, are guns a good idea or a bad And you're not even asking the same question with them. They have a peculiar perspective on it, and you go, wait a minute, say that again slowly. Okay, from where you're coming from, that makes sense. But that's not where I am at all. Where can we meet, right?
0: Well, you're absolutely right. I I think part of the issue is good and bad is uh, totally subjective you know, my, my good might be your bad and vice versa.
4: You, in fact, you were talking about that, but, and, and that's where we can now here's something else you and I do. When we get in these conversations, we think we're going to convert somebody to our side. And I think there are to steal a phrase, 50 stepping stones in between almost said shades of gray. Won't go there. Um, (laughs) That's a different podcast. It's a whole different Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) podcast. There are 50 steps between someone who's never touched a gun, thinks guns are bad because they only know what they see in the media, and on the other end are the people at gun prom who said, wait a minute, I I carry every day? It's a good thing? And the history that they get from the media is so distorted, I want to talk to you about it. I I just wrote about it a little bit.
0: So what... Okay, so all right, that's perfect. Let's let's actually let's now let's take a step back again. Your sure. uh, your first blog, uh, your first article, a letter home, right? What was the big uh, aha or epiphany or what was the experience that you had that had such an impact on you? You know, describe that.
4: It's okay. I, <laughs> this is like saying you should go look. You should go learn about carrying a firearm. You should learn how to defend yourself with it. So we're going to dump you into a. 40, a four day, 40 hour class. That, <laughs> can you swim yet? Um, <laughs> so it's intense. Mm-hmm. It's very focused and everyone was there. There was literally, uh, an old vet could barely walk. There was a grandma who is you know, periodically she goes, can you help me load this mag? Yes, ma'am. Glad you're here. And they all took it with the seriousness you'd expect. Did they perform the same? No. The, if you will, the final exam is a hostage target. It's you, you have a a silhouette and two partial silhouettes behind it. You write your name or your, the name of a loved loved one one, on the center silhouette. Okay. Seven, back up seven yards, 21 feet. Shoot the heads that are to the side of your loved one. You know what? Grandma didn't miss. Grandpa didn't miss. No one missed. Isn't that amazing? It's so serious. They, To me, it was. That was not about their shooting skills. That was about their dedication over four days. So they felt the weight of the gun, the moral weight of the gun, you know, I bet there are – and well, I know there are. There are some places where you can go and shoot simulated firearms. In, it's in the Phoenix area. But it's an amusement. This Nobody thought this was funny. Everybody realized what was at stake. So that was my takeaway. Wow. These folks are serious. And, and getting that
0: message out, out to the world, I don't think that message has been – uh, it's not. It's not. It's not as mainstream as it should be. It's not as popular. It's not as widespread as
4: it should be. Well, we uh, we don't know what we don't know. We have the attitude that our neighbor, if they have a gun, is just like we are. And yet, if I took a, a neighbor who hasn't touched guns, I said, "Would you like to touch this?" Their first response, which makes perfect sense, is to go. I don't know how yet. I don't think I should even pick it up. And you go, you are perfect, Michael uh, and and Bill. Um, I'm sorry,
0: Dave. Yeah, go ahead. Dave,
4: yeah. I went to watch a bunch of teachers become defenders in their school. Oh wow! And they had almost the same attitude. Now mm. they they've been carrying guns, but they go, do you know what could happen here if I miss? And they talked themselves out of the program. Some of them did. And then we do medical training the next day, and they go, I know this is fake blood. It's corn syrup and red dye, and it's going to stain my clothes. But I would do anything to make sure this isn't one of my kids or one of my colleagues, and they realize that they're the only thing standing between the people they love and something horrible.
0: Well, you know, one of the things that I, I don't think a lot of people put this piece together, but it definitely occurs to yeah. me a lot when I'm, you know, dealing with city councils and dealing with sure. re- resolutions and studies and new regulations or whatever and lawsuits. You know, there are definitely some issues in the United States. There are some problems that need to get solved. There are some, there's a, a positive impact we could have on, on, uh, on, on suffering. Uh, for a very, very broad term. You know, there are people out there that are committing crimes. There are people out there that are causing harm to people. Imagine what we could accomplish if the anti-gunners would stop demonizing us, you know, the folks who aren't committing crime, and we got together and said, hey, let's work on the things where there is a consensus and and stop, uh, you know, this, this extremist... Uh, anti-gun agenda and say hey let's get together and figure out what can we do to to make sure that people decide to you know not be criminals they're, they they i'm not going to join a gang i'm not going to be a professional cr- criminal or i'm not going to commit suicide i'm not going to yeah. commit suicide today yeah imagine what would happen if and i am completely biased because i you know i've dedicated my whole <laughs> life to it but it is entirely the fault of the anti-gun folks you know, over and over I've said, hey, look, gun owners, we're just living our life, and they're the ones that are coming and, you know, hitting us in the eye. You know, and it, it, people, I, we, San Diego County Gunner, we don't have an agenda. What we do is we stand in the way of other people's agendas because we're just trying yeah. to live our life. Um, but and, imagine, uh, Rob, imagine if the anti-gunners would stop being anti-gunners and would and would decide to become a part of what what are some very real
4: solutions. Imagine what we could accomplish. We could, we could move mountains, and we are. I mean, think, what was it, just last week? No, last month, we had, uh, I forget, a million and change, new gun owners. Um, we are changing the world. We don't see it every day. You know, there was something I read, Michael. Hmm. When you look at people that commit violent crimes, the people who commit aggravated assault, 70% of them are intoxicated when they do it. Wow. So is this a spinoff of alcohol and drug addiction? You know, if, if we fix that, violent crime would drastically reduce. Now, are there still professional criminals? Yep. Okay. But we've taken a big bite out of that.
0: Yeah. It, it I, I just, uh, you know, it, 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 it's amazing to me that people don't see what we see, which is unfortunate.
4: Um, Thank God you're there.
0: Thank God we're all here. You know, I mean, there's so much work to be done and so many people doing good work. So one of your blogs, one of your articles, um, your armed neighbors stop violent crime and save lives. Talk a little bit about yeah. that.
4: Okay, most people. Okay, the what the media sells us is clickbait. If there's a story where (laughs) you know what, my timing was horrible. Rob, let's let's finish that. (laughs)
0: Let's finish that. I was so into talking to you, I I got. But let's on the other side of this commercial. Let's that uh, I'm teeing you up. We're going to talk about that article.
1: Hang in there, buddy. This is Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. The Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, a lot of companies wasting an enormous amount of money on marketing. The design is excellent. The photos are beautiful. Your website looks great, but it's just not getting customers. Why? Well, because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customers to understand what you do and how to buy. From you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is real easy. Just visit sagetree.com, click on the schedule an appointment button. That's what I said, sagetree.com, and click on that schedule a call button, and you will be totally satisfied.
0: Okay, we're talking to my good buddy Rob Morris, and I, I just before we went to commercial asked him about his article, Your Armed Neighbors Stop Violent Crime and Save Lives. And you were just starting to get into that. Can you can you
4: talk about that? Well, I, I want to back up that yeah. commercial you had during the break. Yeah, it's what does it take to make a sale? And you've been doing this for years, Michael and Dave. It takes several handshakes. You yeah. don't make a sale the first time, yeah. and especially with our media, we're being told a really skewed version of reality. There's a there's a story where uh, a local jeweler stops a robbery with a firearm. Get out of my store, bad guy runs away. Okay, does the media cover that story? If the guy in the local um, uh, stop and rob, the convenience store, gets shot, they'll cover that story. And for each time they happen, the bias isn't, well, they cover the robbery a few more times, it's they cover the robbery a thousand times more So we forget that our neighbors use a gun to save their own lives. Yes, they do. And, okay, so it's not that our neighbors, when we have this discussion, are trying to have their own facts. It's they're struggling through this fog of media bias. The numbers look like, I've I've been at it for about a decade. I started with you. Thank you for a good start. It looks like we defend ourselves about 2.8 million times a year. What's that? san diego city not the county that's twice the population of san diego city it's all the adults in san diego county that's a lot of people that matters that's not oh that's an inconsequential statistic down along the Mm -mm. eighth largest city in the united states no that's not trivial and and people go well we need to do gun control because it'll save one life i go you you do understand that my neighbors used a firearm to stop over 300,000 sexual assaults last year. Let's start there. And you want to say that we don't, until they understand the size of our virtues, we're not really on the same page. They're, they're arguing about what they see in the media and you and I are going, you understand my neighbors are wonderfully virtuous and safe. The, The thing I love and, This is (laughs) California DOJ didn't know they were doing us a favor because firearms owners are licensed. We know about their criminal history because concealed carry permits are so regulated. If one of those concealed carriers so much as stubs their toe, it's covered and their statistics are gathered. They're more law-abiding than the police. Way more. It's it's not and it's it's significantly more
0: than. you know, uh, people who hold CCWs commit fewer crimes than the general population. They commit fewer crimes than law enforcement as a group. I, I, I think that's a – it's 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 a hilarious – to me, it's hilarious. Uh, it's a hilarious statistic uh, because it's kind of a I-told-you-so statistic, you know?
4: <laughs> well, on the other hand, it is one of those – yeah, but is it meaningful? Both numbers are small. Both numbers are enormously smaller than – The general population. And when you get down in those really skinny statistics, it turns out sociologists find it hard to tell the difference between very small numbers. Like, we just don't commit enough crimes to get statistical data. So a buddy of mine goes, okay, we thought the most law-abiding people in the world were married Japanese men. Hmm. They go but we can't tell the difference between them and people who have their concealed carry permits. Neither of them committed enough, enough crimes so we can, we got to call it a tie. It's hiding <laughs> within, sti- within. And and you said, look, you've been doing at this for a while, both of you. If we wanted to save lives mm-hmm. tomorrow, we forget that mass murder is tremendously rare. There were, 82 victims, I'm sorry, 62 victims in 2020 of mass murder. There were 22 victims out of two school attacks last year. The great news is those are small numbers. We have never, ever, ever had an attack at a school where we took down the no gun signs.
1: (laughs) Jeez, funny thing.
4: The, The attacker in Nashville, we just got some... They leaked her manifesto, and one of the things she says as she's about to go kill children in a Christian school, I hope no one there is armed. She told us. She's not unusual. All of them say that. They go find innocent victims. They're not going for a gunfight.
0: Right. No, they're, it's it's so, a good way to put it. They're not going to... For a gunfight, they're That's going really to, to, yeah. to cause uh, terror terrorism and 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 they want bullets going and, one way. Yeah. So and you're I saying if so if so if we as a society wanted more law-abiding citizens, then we should do one or two things. We should force more people to become married Japanese men, <laughs> or <laughs> maybe it's a little easier <laughs> to uh, promote the idea of becoming not just a gun owner but a uh, a carry permit holder um, and uh, and and statistically we'd have uh you know a, a safer society well how about if every school put a sign up and said this school is armed
1: and and ready
0: or or didn't just ha- or or actually made their school armed and ready you didn't even, you know have the sign well, you but can't then also get that that wasn't going to go with that but if you just
1: put the sign up <laughs> just put the
4: sign up, <laughs> just put the sign up. Oh. well oh well okay this is- oh i'm so glad you said that you do know that there are 36 states that allow armed school staff. Wow, is it up to 36? California is not one of them. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now, hold on, let's back up though. I think, what was it, 10 years ago, there were schools in the Central Valley, right near our prison, by the way, where they said, you know, if anything happens, law enforcement's really busy and I don't want the problem to start here. Mm. And not too long after, this was during the open carry walks Day. California legislature then said yeah you know that what you were doing to keep her kids safe you can't do that anymore okay it's going to take some education but we'll get there
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting totally so what I mean you know I, I I am I don't even think of my I think of my I'm a civil <laughs> rights activist I'm a yeah. civil rights activist you know, yeah. I, I don't it, – it's gotten to the point where there is a separation between uh, me, when I'm, what, you know, when I I'm, am when I'm think about this, there's a separation between um, uh, what I do, you know, what I advocate for, and, um, you know, like Front Sight, which I know sounds yeah. odd. It sounds no, odd. No, 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 100%. But I, but I think to myself, look, I'm fighting for a tool – that helps women prevent sexual assault. I'm fighting for a tool that helps women uh, you know, fight against and stop domestic violence. I'm fighting for a tool that helps uh, people of color defend against racists. You know, I'm fighting for a tool where uh, you know, the meek uh, are able to, to stop uh, from becoming victims of, of violent crime you know I, I it's almost to the point where I, I i you know the the hobby is completely different from right. from you know from what i'm what i'm advocating for which it's not it's not different but uh, it, it's to the point where it, that's what's in my head is like look i what i do and, and what our organization does and what 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 rob does and what everybody's trying to do here we're trying to uh, get that tool in as many hands and educate them on it as possible because that does good. That makes society a good place um, if they're I, able
4: I, to defend themselves. I want to ask you something, though, because you've talked to a lot of people who have the media version of firearms, which is you know part media, part Hollywood, in their heads, and you say, we have a right to this, and they're thinking John Wick. Right. And they're going, I don't know that I like that. So now here's and I use the numbers to try and pry people off of the Hollywood version to say, look, you've got it wrong. We're 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 nice folks. We're good people. Get away from the left coast and the right coast and. Flyover country is really pretty squared away, or or even so hunting, fly-
0: Rob. Even like even if it's not for me, I think it's more hunting than than like. What, uh, do, you mean? Than Hollywood. what do you mean? I, I don't like people's Well, gee, you know, I'll say, oh, you know, Second Amendment guns is what I do for a living. They go, oh, you know, my my uncle used to hunt or whatever. I'm like hunting. That I don't, I don't hunt. I've never hunted. I'm not really all that particularly interested in hunting. And this has nothing to do with hunting. You know, like that. You're what what you've been exposed to. Is not what I'm trying to do here. You know, I'm not. I want. I don't want to make go. sure that you know people can. Uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to make su- you know protect against an uprising in the deer population. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> like, I'm not afraid that white tails are gonna you know decide they've had enough and try to take this place back. That's that has not, hunting has nothing to do. Like, oh well, you know, my grandpa used to hunt and he taught me and he took me hunting. Okay, it's got nothing to do with. My, you know what I mean? It's almost like you're. Like, uh, you talk to somebody, uh, you know, oh, you, you like to bake? Well, you know, great, you must know a lot about farming. No, I don't know anything about farming. I'm a baker, you know?
4: Do you, do you remember the gal, and I've I've met her face-to-face. I, I can't remember her last name. I'm pretty sure her first name's Amanda. She was a, uh, I think she was still an undergraduate, trying to focus on nursing, uh, University of Nevada, Reno, taking tests. Right? Staying late at night into the into the term, the police station that's on campus has shut down at night because the students are there so late taking exams. She gets abducted and raped in the parking lot. Jeez, she's a concealed carry holder. Didn't carry on campus because it was a gun free zone. Yeah, another another fantastic government policy. Absolutely. And and she finally went. Now the crazy thing. Do you want a, an admission of guilt? She goes to the um, administration of the university and says, I'm carrying. I dare you to tell me I can't because I'll eat you. Whoops. There you go. Rob, absolutely love you the death, <laughs> man. Where do, people, where do people
0: find you? Go to slowfacts.wordpress.com. Is there any other anything else you want to make sure that people know about?
4: The Self-Defense Gun Stories Podcast comes out once a week. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Dave. You All bet. Right.
0: Self-Defense Gun Stories Podcast. Look for my buddy, Rob Morse. An absolute, uh, just a, a mensch and a, a gentleman and a, uh,
1: a giant among men. Thank you so much for everything you do, Rob. All right, folks. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, if you're, if you are a gun owner, I am. And if you've ever needed to use your gun to protect yourself or your loved ones, you need legal protection, watch the news. Even if you do everything right, even if you're hundred percent justified, you should be prepared for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. We've seen it right here in San Diego where an innocent man showed his firearms to discourage a violent attacker, and you had to spend thousands of dollars in legal fees to restore his freedom and rights. That's why you need firearms legal protection. When you join, you get uncapped legal protection for self-defense for civil or criminal cases with a 24-7 hotline. Joining is easy, just go to firearmslegal.com, click on the Become a Member, use code G-O-R for a discount, Enjoy the peace of mind knowing that you are protected if you are ever involved in a self-defense incident. Firearmslegal.com and use discount code G-O-R.
0: All righty, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Stump, My Nephew. We found out years ago that my nephew Sam, the gunman, um, is really good at gun trivia. Where did
1: you get this question?
0: uh, From uh, Jack from Orange County. Have you read it? I haven't read it yet. Holy moly. What is it? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if we'll know this. Sam, you there? <laughs> yeah.
2: How are you guys?
0: Fantastic. Um, okay, everybody. If you send us a question, and we use it on the air. We'll give you a hat or a shirt. If you stump my nephew, we'll give you some kind of cool prize. Might be tickets to Gun Prom. Might yep. be uh, something else. Oh, well, if, it'll definitely be. You'll definitely get a hat or a shirt if you okay. if we use your your question. But if we stump him, you'll get
1: something even specialer. This is a Cold War question. It is a cold word uh, are you Are you up on that?
2: Well, it depends on how obscure the I mean, I, I can't know everything.
1: Yes, you can. <laughs> it seems like
0: he does. I know. All right, here you go. Ready? Here we go. Jack. Hello. This is guy's name's Jack from Orange County, and I don't know Jack.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I just knew
0: it. Jack from Orange County says, what is the Davy Crockett nuclear rifle. What is the Davy Crockett nuclear
2: rifle? This is a fun question. Um, Jack oh, from Orange County, thanks very much for writing in and thanks for picking a, a, a fun one. Um, the Davy Crockett was a, it's, it's really hard to categorize because it's kind of two, two types of weapons in one. Um, it is a recoilless rifle with a tactical nuke as the payload. Uh, the idea here was that you would have the, uh, I think it was the M29 Davy Crockett recoilless rifle mounted to the back of a jeep or something else that that made it very portable. Um, and then when uh, the Cold War inevitably went hot and a million T72s began pouring through the Fulda Gap in southern Germany. Uh, they would fire this off and uh, this, this nuclear device would detonate and um, really activate is probably a more apt descriptor for how they work. Um, but anyway, it would it would shower the, the Folda gap, which is a very strategically important mountain pass in um, a, a blanket of radioactive material such that any, anything any, Machines and, and so forth moving through it at the time would be destroyed or irreparably damaged, and it would be impossible to move any any tanks or other armored vehicles through it for some time afterward, thus giving NATO a chance to uh, strike back.
0: I, I think that's right. I think that's what here's the Here's the answer they provided. Developed during the Cold War, it was one of the U.S.'s smallest nuclear weapons ever created, ...that fired the M388 nuclear projectile, which had a yield equivalent of 10 to 20 tons of TNT. For comparison, the bombs used against Japan in World War II were 15 to 20 kilotons, about a thousand times more. So about one one one-thousandth of the 15 to 20 kilotons used in World War II, uh, or 10 to 20 tons of TNT... Davy Crockett nuclear rifles had several problems. They were difficult to use and inaccurate, which is not something not good. <laughs> that's not something you want. I mean, that's okay in like a 22. Yeah, not yeah, this, but not, not a not a nuclear weapon. You know, that, those are two very bad. Uh, you know, um, uh, whatever. Uh, anyway, okay, there was no bad way, analogy. No, yeah, bad. Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. There was no way of stopping the projectile from exploding <laughs> if there was an accidental discharge. Further, the range was one and a quarter miles, which is beyond the immediate fatal range, but well within the fallout range of five plus miles. All right, so why didn't this work? <laughs> why don't we have these?
2: Um, well, <laughs> the biggest reason is because there was never an invasion across the inner german border into Western Europe uh, for which we can all be thankful, especially those of us myself included who were born after that would have happened. Um, but it uh small nuclear devices pop up a lot in fiction but they aren't really economically viable um and and aren't really militarily useful per se because of the um no pun intended the political fallout of using any kind of nuclear device regardless of its yield and also that it the the cost doesn't really scale that much so it's not um, like you said, it, the, the yield was 10 to 20 tons of e- TNT equivalent. Um, it would not cost one one thousandth as much to make one of those as it would to make something that yields 20 kilotons.
0: That is a, that um, is an interesting so th- that's a very interesting observation. Like let's say we dropped 20 uh, 20 tons. Let's say we dropped 20 tons on of, of TNT on on a target. You know, people are like, "Oh man, that's you know, it's effective, and that's tragic, or whatever." It may it's not whatever be that big, but but if we sent the exact same size uh, weapon, and it was it happened to be nuclear, yeah, or nuclear. Then if, it you're, if you're if you're President Bush, nuclear, yeah.
1: um, then uh, you know it, it would have been a whole political thing. Well, I got a bonus question. All right, why are they bagging on Davy Crockett? No, no, they're bagging on him. They named well. It after why are him. they? Co- well, why would they do that? He was a patriot.
0: Well, he, uh, he killed him a bar when he was only three. I know. So if you're going to kill, if you're going to go after
1: the Russian bear, then you do it with Davy Crockett. <laughs> you do it. Okay. With then it. I think you have the answer. <laughs> Let's hear the ding ding. What do I win?
0: <phone rings> Correct. What do you think? You think that, why do you think they called it the Davy Crockett uh, nuclear
2: rifle? I don't know. Your guess is <laughs> mine. Your, your guess is probably significantly better than mine in this case.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm going with that. Yeah, well, he's been ad-libbing all day. So the
0: Ruski okay. Bear.
1: Yeah, the Ruski.
0: All right. Well, that's cool, man. I don't know why you know that. Uh, it always baffles me why you know all these things. Because it was a fun question. <laughs> Well, yeah, it is, but I just I don't know how like, I don't know, where did you where did you read about that? You know, I remember I read a, I read an autobiography uh, a guy uh, he was uh, high high ranking uh, enlisted uh, Green Beret Vietnam era, and uh, he uh, it was uh, it was called Operation Copperhead. Man, it was a really interesting book. And the reason I read it is one of my best buddies in uh, when I was a kid, his dad was in it because his dad was a Green Beret and he served with this guy. And one of the things that this guy did is they experimented, you know, uh, in the, I believe it was the, i want to say it was the 80s, might have been the 70s, um, where they uh, uh, had Green Berets with backpacks and the backpacks had had uh, nuclear weapons. What? Yeah. So that's, and then the idea was they were going to send some Green Berets in with these backpacks and they, would you know, strategically place them and then get the hell out of there. And blow them up. I don't. I don't really know if it had a fuse system or what the deal was, but I don't think they ever used it. But they're really trying to get creative. I, I think that uh, just sticking them on the end of missiles
1: is probably <laughs> the best idea. Okay, so I'll, this one's for you, Sam. I was watching uh, uh, Antique Roadshow, and this lady—was yeah, there a tactical nuke on there? <laughs> no, but she had a projectile, and I can't remember. I think it was the eighteen hundreds, and it had a. It was tall. It's used for a. a uh, door stop, huh. had a doorstop, had like a, a cement bottom, and then the cast iron top with a hole in it, and they used to fill it with uh, gunpowder and put a cork in it. And one of the things that they stated, which I thought was interesting, is that gunpowder will stay active as long as it's sealed with a cork. But the problem was more people got hurt, they would find them, and they would remove the cork, and somehow – this thing would grenade.
0: I mean that that sounds like a, it sounds like it could have been like a, a cannonball for like Civil War. Right? Yeah, but it was, it was tall that kind of and it
1: looked like it looked like a bullet, but it was it was really big. Yeah, and she bought it for five dollars, and they I think they said it was worth a thousand. Wow, but it didn't have any cork, and it didn't have uh, any gunpowder. All right, but cool. I thought of you, Sam. Yeah. All right, hey, uh you,
0: you have an article that you want to talk about or, or uh or that's coming up or one that you want
2: to highlight? Um, I've got one I've got one coming up, kind of a fun one. I you know, I get tired of being negative all the time. Whenever these political topics come up, it's it's time to be negative and I, I sit down and I go, Uh, it's time to do this again. But um I it you know, I get I get tired of it.
1: I don't blame you. Throw a positive. Out I,
2: I
0: gotta tell you, man. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm a glasses half full guy when it comes to Second Amendment. I th- I've been saying this for the first time in in a, in a long time. Uh, the light at the end of the tunnel isn't a train. Uh, no. <laughs> I think we're I think we're we're on the winning side. It's gonna take time. It's gonna take but effort. It's gonna happen. We're farther it's happen, now than we've ever And been. I I can see the path. I can yes, see it. the path. But we we need everybody to. Can you see the light? I can see the light, and again, it's not a train coming. So I need it. We need just need everybody to join. We need everybody to volunteer a few hours. We need everybody right. to read Sam's blogs and share That's them. It. We need everybody to just do a little bit more than you did last year, and boom, we're going to continue. And it's not a red light. It's not a red light. It's not a tail light. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thank you, thanks, uh, buddy. for for coming on. And uh, what a, what an awesome job you did.
1: And uh, have a good talk evening to you next week. Good night. All right, folks, like and subscribe to our show. Share it with a friend. Leave a comment. Please support our great sponsors, San Diego County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners, Inland Empire Gun Owners, the Dillon Law Group, Sage Street, San Diego Flight Training International, Firearms Legal Protection. Big shout out to Michael Schwartz, Sam the Gunman, Matthew Dominguez, and the wild one, Brendan Thomas, right here on... Oh, don't forget Bob Siegel's in the house. I don't know where he's going to go. He's probably going to throw us out right here on FM 961 AM 1170.
0: The Answer!